When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Do you want a cold open? Yeah. Right, Lucy, we get, <laughs> better get this shit over and done with. I've got bikes to watch. Ruby, use that as the cold open. That was excellent. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to your bona fide... Oh, no, that's Culture Vulture. To your favourite news podcast. I don't even know what we call this. Welcome back to the shit show. Is that the you? What? What's the what's the opening for the Culture Vulture? Welcome back to your bona fide favourite pop culture podcast. It, oh, God, okay. It's a joke it's because a little, no one's ever said it's their favourite. No one. So oh. it all started as like a... Um, you know, a little New Zealand, oh. like, self-deprecate, you know. <laughs> All good, if not, haha. Yes, no worries, if not, I, I will in fact be worrying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, obviously I'm here with Squish. Squish, um, you've, you've got some bikes to watch, I hear. It's the greatest month of the year. July, because One Direction were formed in July. No, because the Tour de France <laughs> was formed in July in 1903. <laughs> And, and honestly, that's a slay for the Tour de France. And Nick, mm. he's been watching since 1903. <laughs> it feels like it. I've been up since 5am watching the bikes. Oh, yeah. I love it. Even Nick's girlfriend, Sophie, got up to watch the bikes. Because I will say, it can turn into quite a fun spectacle if you're, well, for you as a cycling fan, but for a non Yeah, I mean, you know, even if you fan. just want to look at the castles and look at the pretty green hills, it's, um, it's a bit of a spectacle. Um, and then there's there's bikes going on at the same time. And a couple crashes every now and again, which are always scary. They are scary. They are scary. I don't like them. But so you're about to head into your like your lover era. Your <laughs> your I don't know what era would call this for you from Taylor Swift, but it feels like your lover era because you love bikes. Oh, I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> your lover era because <laughs> you're being really nice to Sophie. <laughs> I made a coffee and we watched the bikes and she asks funny questions and yeah it's actually quite sweet she has her like her favourites and her enemies that she doesn't like and I will say Squish Sophie has some competition because I got an email the other day saying and all it said was I will marry Squish for his accent or for his brain and that's oh well they can have both (laughs) if they're marrying me they get to have both it doesn't have to be a choice (laughs) In fact, I'd rather it wasn't a choice, <laughs> to be honest. No, you'll be lobotomised, but you'll be talking. <laughs> yeah, okay, well. <laughs> um, so, Sophie, if you're listening... I'll probably say more clever stuff. <laughs> anyway, Squish, tell me what the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week was. I'm good, by the way, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Lucy, you're hearing enough of her. She's good, she's fine, whatever. <laughs> you hear enough yeah. about me. <laughs> if you want to hear how Lucy's doing, go listen to Culture Vulture. <laughs> Because Laura will actually ask me. Look, I just get caught up, okay. Um, I'm the main character here. Uh, The weirdest thing I saw on the internet was Barbie causing trouble in the South China Sea. There will be no Barbie world in Vietnam this summer. It's because they've banned 
the release of Barbie, you know, I'm sure you've heard about it, Lucy. It's an upcoming film directed by Greta Gerwig. Um, about... I've actually only heard about Oppenheimer. Yeah, well, that's another movie that's coming <laughs> no. out, which honestly I thought Kidding. would be the one to cause geopolitical tensions in the South yes. China Sea, given the the subject matter of the film. But um, it's actually Barbie that's doing it because of a scene that includes the so-called Nine Dash Line. So it's the on nine, the, map. the nine, yeah, on the map, on on a map, and I have seen the map, and it's a really like cartoonish, um, yeah, like it's a very unserious map, but it's got a very serious nine dash line, and I guess it's just an over an overlook by some artist. Yes, but the nine dash line is a like a famous line that China has been using to mark its claim over the South China Sea, but Vietnam also claim the South China Sea as as its territory. So this nine dash line that is was very innocuous and just in the background of this map that Barbie was sort of pointing at. The South China Sea's famously big geopolitical issue. Mm. Barbie, famously unserious. But I will say this is a really good um a really good example of why things like culture vulture exist because we always say we should be taking pop culture seriously it has impacts on the world and nick well could you imagine if if there was a map that had a map of countries and it had taiwan instead of china or no new zealand just australia yeah well that often happens it does often happen but it's it is just as you're saying it's just feels like um an artist that has you know copied a map online just one that they found like as any of us would do yeah right? right yeah so and then just stylized it yeah and then just become sort of embedded in a little bit of conflict and then yeah caused geopolitical conflict in the south china sea which isn't really that gucci but that's cool um what was your weirdest thing Liz? my weirdest thing and i feel like we all know about this by now um but it is twitter deciding or Elon deciding rather um or the new CEO who seems to not get that much airtime because Elon is still blamed for everything probably rightly so um is limiting how many tweets we can read and squish I never hit the rate limit so the new rate limit for a free user is 600 posts per day the new tweet limit for a new free user is 300 tweets per day and if you're a Twitter Blue user, a paid user, you can see 6,000 posts per day, which is crazy that even the people that pay for the service um, are limited in what they can read. But Squish, um, you are an avid Twitter user, which is much to your downfall, I would say. <laughs> no, not to your downfall. Oh, I mean, downfall and and I'm a, I'm a content creation no, machine. So. No, Nick will be like looking at his phone while he's talking to you or looking at his apple watch nothing will be happening he'll just be scrolling twitter oh come on <laughs> even me and soph have talked about this before oh jesus right. no but so not in a bad way well actually I don't oh see yeah no no it doesn't way. sound like it's a bad way <laughs> yeah oh okay. everyone you're listening to a family podcast we ear things out on here no yeah, but welcome quick. to the intervention podcast i really wondered how you felt about this as like a power user don't know it didn't get rate limited didn't impact me and i'm a free user I don't pay for that shit. Yeah, okay. You didn't get rate limited? No. Nah, didn't bother me. No. Nah, okay, well, good for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, everyone. You've heard Nick and possibly the weirdest, most abrupt, um, <laughs> sassy, 
<laughs> no, then you're right. Let me know. Didn't bother me. Don't know. Don't care. <laughs> nope. <laughs> didn't even bother me. Um, anyway, so Elon says that he's doing this to like stop AI companies from scraping the data or whatever. But uh, some would say he spent $44 billion on a company that now is not even worth a fraction of that. And he might need some more people to become paid members. Um, anyway, allegedly... Instagram is actually about to launch a rival to Twitter called Threads. There's sort of some leaked like landing pages and stuff like that. So feels like good timing for them if they are, or Meta rather. I don't know if I said Instagram. Meta are launching it, um, allegedly. So, I mean, we'll just wait and see if that happens. Feels like every man and its dog. Squish is trying to release a rival right now. Well, you would, wouldn't you? You would. I mean, and that's that. I mean, that's that's the reason. I think. Even allegedly, I think it is going to happen because that's the reason they want the cage fight, right? Oh, yeah. And honestly, I will live tweet or live thread or whatever I need to do uh, that cage fight. Can you live stream it with an emoji in front of your face and so you get a live <laughs> yes. reaction? Yes. I'll go on Twitch, just the like platform that's totally not bothered by this. Yeah, exactly. The only um, impartial. The only. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Squish, I did want to start off the news stories today with mm-hmm. a bit of a Supreme Court chat. Did you see, uh, I remember that it's on Saturday because I woke up and thought, fucking hell, Luce is working on a Saturday <laughs> because all of these Supreme Court decisions came out and like none of them were good. Oh, <laughs> What a surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So I feel like Squish and I often will come on here and talk about the Supreme Court. Um, and we always like to start it off with just a little explainer, really quick, about what the Supreme Court is. Because it's kind of a fascinating beast. And if you didn't underst- if you don't understand it, you think it's just like a normal court. Fair enough. I thought that as well for a long time. But So it's made up of nine Supreme Court justices. Um, these justices serve for life. They only get replaced when they die or they step down. They are nominated um, to become a justice by a new uh, by the sitting president, and unfortunately, just by the way the cookie crumbled and the way people stepped down or passed away, Donald Trump squish got to appoint three of the current sitting Supreme Court justices. So three out of nine, which is crazy odds. It's really big mm. odds. Considering there weren't, none had been replaced for ages or like yes. one had been replaced in the last few years. Yeah. Like years had gone by. Obama tried to, you know, sort of talk to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and ask her to step down so he could be the person to choose her replacement. Um, she didn't. And then she obviously died during Trump's term as president. And so now we have... Obviously, a conservative majority because the people that Trump put in there 
are famously not on the side of liberals, <laughs> not that democratic. So this Saturday we had um, these, or Friday I guess in the States, we had these justices make a few decisions on a few things. I'm really quickly going to go through them. Um, first of all, they overturned affirmative action. So Squish, affirmative action is basically policies that are aimed at increasing workplace or educational opportunities for people who are underrepresented in, you know, different areas of society. It's basically like helping students get into uni that, I mean, we all know we're not all born onto the same playing field. Some people are already five steps ahead just because of who they are when they're born. This is the type of thing that's there to help you know, young black kids or young kids of colour get into uni and get that extra support. And it doesn't completely level the playing field when it comes to getting jobs and society, but it does, you know, mean that these kids can at least have a fucking chance at getting into these mm. universities and things like that. Um, anyway, that's been overturned, hasn't it, Dal? So uh, race is no longer going to be considered a factor in university administrations um which is much to the disappointment and upset of a lot of people and i can actually see a few um activist groups at the moment that are trying to now overturn the whole like um if your parent is a donor or if your parent went to this uni you get preferential treatment because it's just not fair if other kids aren't getting you know classic classic shit Interestingly, I read a really good op-ed about this, and affirmative action is actually how two of the justices got into... It's how one of them got into college and one of them got into Yale Law School. So, like, two of the literal people, two of the literal Supreme Court justices... Yeah, right. Like, it's, exactly, it's the typical pulling the ladder up behind them sort of thing, right? Yeah, it is, Nick. And it's interesting because... So, Clarence Thomas, he voted to strike down affirmative action, even though that is how he got into Yale Law School. But Katanji Brown-Jackson, she voted to keep it. Anyway, okay, so the next one that they all decided to strike down or, I don't know, make a decision on was uh, the Supreme Court ruled that a website designer can refuse to serve same-sex couples, which, which sort of sets a dangerous precedent of being able to discriminate against LGBTQ plus people um, or people based on who they love, which is unique, but not surprising, we shall say. Mm. <laughs> so um, the court ruled that Laurie Smith, a website designer from Colorado, wouldn't have to serve same-sex same couples because of her Christian faith. Um, six, All six of the conservative justices sided with the website designer, um, and the three liberals obviously dissented. Something interesting about this squish is it was based on a hypothetical scenario. So no one actually came to Laurie Smith and asked her to design a same-sex website or a website for a same-sex couple. I don't think anybody will. And no. And <laughs> I are on either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But seriously, that is actually, that is, when I saw that come across my BBC or whatever it popped up on, I was shocked. I was actually horrified at the way that, I mean, we always say this, things are moving backwards so quickly. Fuck that, to be honest. Not much else to mm. say except for fuck that. And then thirdly, um, they blocked Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. Another six to three ruling, which shows the six conservatives 
versus the three Liberals. Um, they struck down Biden's proposal to wipe out billions of dollars in student debt. And the reason people are so like angry about this one is because there's been a lot of sort of relief for businesses that have debt and things during COVID and all that, but students who are already deep in it um, don't get any type of forgiveness on it. So not making a whole lot of uh, friends. Supreme Court. No, they actually fucking suck and I fucking hate them. Nick, have you got a news story for us? Yes, I've just got a short one here, Luce, about um, a Mars simulation experiment that NASA are conducting. Yeah, this feels very squish. Very like SpaceX. Not SpaceX. Not SpaceX. <laughs> SpaceX. Because mm. <laughs> that's what Squish loves. Obviously, a trip to Mars takes a very long time and you're going to be locked in a... Thing. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, a thing, a spacecraft. And obviously being locked, it's just like having a... Um, it would have been just like having a... Actually, why do they need to do this? Because it would have just been like having roommates during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so just find someone that handled being... COVID really well and send them to Mars. And send them to Mars, yeah. So basically, four people. NASA has locked four people inside a fake Mars habitat for a uh, for a year long study. I think it's like three hundred and sixty eight days. Wow. Um, they've entered. They're volunteers, but they get paid. They get paid ten dollars a waking hour. Yeah. So that's around sixty sixty grand US, yeah. which isn't a whole lot considering you're locked in a yes. building for one hundred and fifty. Literally. I mean, for three hundred days, whatever. But it's one hundred and fifty eight square meters. It's a simulated Mars habitat. And it's to test astronauts' resilience to isolation and other psychological stress factors. Um, So they get to go out and take part in simulated spacewalks, science experiments, habitat maintenance, um, and also they get to attempt to grow crops for food. Um, I assume they get other food given to them. Yeah, I Um, I They don't have to survive, because otherwise that's turning real Hunger Games shit, and I don't think that's the point of the study. No. Um, So that's crazy. That... When I read about this, I was like, holy fuck, this feels like, first of all, very claustrophobic. Second of all, like, you'd hope that you're mates with the people that are going in there, or you definitely will be by the end of it. But mm. I also thought it sounded quite Hunger Gamesy or quite pop culture or pop something, or quite, I don't know, fictional. And then when I put it on TikTok, so many people were like, this sounds like this book, this sounds like this movie, have you seen this TV show? Mm. And so this basically is like... Uh, there's been a lot of pop culture made about things like this, and now real life sci-fi. Real life sci-fi, and uh, apparently it only takes thirty seconds to get to Mars. Oh. <laughs> I can see the look in your eyes. I knew you had something stupid to say. I know. <laughs> Jared Leto is that who fronted thirty seconds to Mars? He's weird now. No, people are going to yeah. hate that I even brought him up. Anyway, um, Squish, you couldn't pay me $10 a waking hour to be in there? No, I don't think anyone would want to be paid $10 a waking hour to be in there with you. <laughs> no! Could you oh imagine God, it? Oh, my God. No. I would go insane and it would be everyone's problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking squish. of problems. <laughs> yeah, speaking of problems. My second news story is actually, it's about France, but it's got nothing to do with the Tour D. Oh. God, that was not good. Um, have you been seeing or hearing about all the protests and sort of uprisings happening in France at the moment? Yeah, I saw 600 tweets about it, then I got rate limited. 
No, um, that's actually, that is one thing, though, just to keep in mind about Twitter, is in emergency situations, imagine if civil defence or something was trying to, you know, put out important information and you to fucking hit your rate limit, and... Sorry. Yeah, imagine, imagine if Auckland Mayor Wayne Brown decided to tweet out something about a flood and God. you got rate limited. Oh, wait, no, anyway, he doesn't do that. Anyway. No, he doesn't. He doesn't care. Anyway, so in France, protests have literally erupted after a 17-year-old boy was shot dead by police, which has basically reignited really, really long-held frustrations with the police over in France for singling out minorities. So this boy was of North American descent. He lived in an area called Pablo Picasso Estate in the Nantes suburb of Paris. And he was just one of the 21 fatal police traffic stop shootings since 2020, where most of the victims were black or of Arab origin. So this has sort of been bubbling under the surface this sort of outrage at police. I mean, not dissimilar to what we've seen in other areas of the world. But yeah, since his death, protests have broken out in Mas... Oh my God. Protests have broken out in a bunch of cities. <laughs> Marseille, Lyon, Pau, Toulouse, Lille, Bordeaux, Roubaix, Nantes. Yep, all those cities and suburbs. Um, and protesters have... Targeted public buildings, targeted transport systems, targeted shops with projectiles and Molotov cocktails. Um, They've injured about 250 members of law enforcement. About 900 people have been arrested. Um, And there's just been, I mean, you can go and read more about it, but there have been some quite violent sort of things to come out of these protests. In response to this, uh, the French government, Nick, has mobilised 40,000 officers um, to sort of deal with the unrest. And, yeah, I did read that sort of curfews on public transport and things like that were being put in place. Um, It's quite, yeah, it's quite huge what's going on over in France. And and it's interesting because a lot of people are over there obviously trying to enjoy their Euro summer and they're getting a taste of the real world of what happens you know, when we go on vacation and someone else's reality, that's mm. what happens, you know? I saw a video um, of someone that had stolen a bus and drove it through fire. Um, I think that's real. But I also saw a video that people were trying to claim that was real of people driving cars out of a car park building. And people going, this is what happened. This is France, blah, 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 blah. It was a scene from the Fast and Furious movie. People oh, were trying okay. to claim it. I was literally like, well, it's not that abnormal to be driving your car out of a car park building, but do you mean like projectiling Oh, no, the no, car? no. Like, <laughs> like yeeting them off the top floor yeah. into a big pile. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Nick, this is what happens in France. We drive yeah. cars. How else do they get them out? You of thought it was bikes only. <laughs> no. Well, it was like obviously made out like AI freaking cars flying out of this building. So yeah. No one's in them, obviously, because who would do that yeah and look it's fake because you can tell by the way that it is it's actually really interesting that you say that because my sort of final point on this was that emmanuel macron is pointing the finger at tiktok and social media for pouring gasoline on the inferno he said Mm -hmm. um i mean i feel like social media is an easy scapegoat to point to when it comes to like people mobilizing and things like that and but you and you saying that a lot of fake shit does get spread mm. around and can like sort of get people going and 
I don't know, cause more outrage than maybe was there was initially but anyway that finger that he's pointing is sort of being pointed right back at him because he is now being forced or the country is being forced to sort of look at or deal with their long ignored police brutality and racism that seems to have been really again long-standing and long ignored against arab and black communities over in france so we'll see i think it's sort of calmed down a bit as of recording but Again, usually by the time we put these episodes out, something huge and new and big has happened. So watch this space. I'm going to open up Twitter and the Wagner group will have taken Paris. No, literally. Squish, new story from you. It's feeling like a squish story. Tell us what it is. Lucy, the world's greatest athlete won his 16th hot dog eating contest this week yum i don't think it was oh (laughs) i think this is this is pure athletic ability there is no no enjoyment in this at all i mean from my perspective but anyway after a two-hour weather delay at the nathan's famous hot dog eating contest reigning champion and the world's greatest athlete joey chestnut ate his way to victory once again well done joey joey chestnut um, it wasn't without drama, though, would you believe? Um, how could a hot dog eating competition be without drama? Earlier on that, that Tuesday afternoon, on the 4th of July, America Day, yeah. um, the host of the competition announced that the men's division was cancelled by the NYPD due to lightning. Wow. So a lightning a lightning strike on the Coney Island boardwalk oh, shit. Um, had sent two people to hospital, but they were they're fine. They, yeah. they didn't get zapped right by the lightning. They've got superpowers now. Luckily, for sports fans all over the globe, the rain pissed off and the competition could resume, allowing the GOAT a chance to retain his title. Um, So Joey Chestnut ate 62 hot dogs in 10 minutes to win his 16th title. 62 hot dogs, Lucy, in 10 minutes. They don't even have ketchup or mustard on them. They're just raw dog in the hot dog. Dry! Well, no, not dry. They dip them in water so that they can... Ooh! Yeah. This is a disgusting disgusting tradition um he didn't even come close to his men's world record of 76 hot dogs and buns eaten in 10 minutes and that was in 2021 so it's a little bit off form and this is an interesting really squish coated fact for those of you who may be curious me i'm curious (laughs) scientists real life scientists have determined that the human body is capable of eating at most like at capacity 83 hot dogs in 10 minutes According to a study published um, in 2020 that was based off 39 years worth of data from the contest. And that's about on par with the amount of food a grizzly bear can eat in that amount of time. <laughs> oh my. And Joey Chestnut got seven hot dogs away from meeting his capacity. From, from being the theoretical human limit of hot dog eating. <laughs> At that point, are you more hot dog than man? Honestly, you could probably do the numbers. Um, I don't know how much a hot dog weighs, but... Okay, no. A wow. hot dog does not weigh a, a kilo. And no. I reckon it's about 70 kilos. But that would still be a solid percentage of, of body mass. Like, oh my God. Wow. That's... Um, he must have a really strict stomach. Before the delay, Mickey Sudo defended her women's championship by eating 39 and a half hot dogs. Legend. Um, which is still fucking a lot. She actually thought she ate... 37 um but then after a judge's count it was it was revealed she went so fast that some were not counted 
bringing her up to 39 and a half. Wow, good for her. That's girl power. Mm. That is girl power. Eating hot dogs so fast they can't even count them. Do they get prizes? Like, are they just doing this for fun or is there prizes? I mean, there's there's glory. There's, Obviously. You get to be mentioned on the shit show. Yeah. Um, I imagine he's got a lot of sponsorship, or maybe they've both got a lot of sponsorship from Nathan's Hot Dogs. True. But first place gets 10 grand. American, USDs, Greenbacks, baby. Um, second place gets 5 grand. Fuck. Third place gets 2,500, and it goes down to fifth place that gets a grand. Additionally, they get a mustard yellow bedazzled belt, like a wrestler. <laughs> and the top female competitor gets a pink one. Oh, so. well, because of course, of course the girl has to have yeah. a pink one. Look, Lucy, it's a it's a hot dog eating contest. It's <laughs> I don't a, know, hot dog's pink. Yeah, it's a hot dog eating contest, so they couldn't both get mustard yellow. No. <laughs> now, Nick, after eating about 70-odd hot dogs, I'd be feeling like a bit of a whale, which is <laughs> oh. <laughs> related to uh, your good news story this week. Yeah, thanks to producer Ruby for letting me know about this Woo! one. Um, we love you, Ruby. Yeah. Ruby. Ruby. <laughs> Orca have been in the news recently um, <laughs> for doing the most against boats. They <laughs> have been doing the most. And I've got another story about Orca. I'm, I'm, I'm on my Orca era. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what the kids are saying? Era. <laughs> my Orca era. Icon of him. <laughs> Lolita, the oldest orca in captivity, was taken from her home in the Pacific Northwest up by Seattle when she was just four years old. Now, over 50 years on, she's preparing to be released back into her native waters. Woo! Um, so Lolita lives currently at the Miami Seaquarium, um, and they announced at a press conference earlier this year their plans to release the, the 2,260-kilogram gentle giant. I hope she goes out and fucks up some boats, eh? <laughs> she deserves yeah, to. Send her out. She deserves to. Oh yeah, I want. That, that could actually be a good movie. Yeah. Like a like like a Sharknado type movie, you know, one of those like low budget. Do you know that it's really interesting that they've called her Lolita because it is a book, and I think it also is a movie about a young girl that's sort of not taken, but this older man like basically falls in love with her and kind of in captivity. So mm. it's really on the nose that they called her Lolita. Was the girl in the book 2,260 kilograms? Uh, no. The, ro- the relocation won't be tomorrow. It could be up to 24 months away and cost around $20 million. But luckily, um, they're getting financial assistance from philanthropist and NFL team owner Jim Ursay. Uh-huh. Obviously, you can't just pick up a whale, dump it in the ocean, call it done. <laughs> She's going to the Pacific Northwest, so up by Seattle and British Columbia, um, where she will initially be under the care of trainers in an enclosed sanctuary, but like like 16 hectares, not like yeah. 30 square feet that's it, that she's in now. So she'll be taught to hunt and build up muscle, um, hopefully better equipping her for life in the wild. Aww. Now, as I said earlier, you can't just dump her in the ocean and be done. Um she will be all two and a half tons of her will be flown there on a plane which i think is crazy like how many other whales yeah. have flown in a plane um so she'll be placed in a stretcher lifted on a crane into a tank placed on a truck and then the truck driven to a cargo plane she'll be flown to washington loaded onto a barge floated to the sanctuary and lowered by crane into her new home holy shit so uh, but i'm assuming that on the plane she's in water <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fresh water because salt water could like spill out and ruin. Oh, the okay. Am I an idiot that I didn't know that whales could survive in fresh water? 
Well, I don't know about this actually either, but I've got a note here saying that her caregivers will protect her skin oh. with ointment. So I don't know. I feel like there's more internal bits that need salt water. Like yeah, the, oh, but I suppose. Well, because she's a they, mammal. They don't. They don't. They don't have gills, so they don't breathe. Yeah, I think because like because that. she's a mammal, and like when you think about like the seals on the way to Kokoda, they would be in this in the fresh water sort of river and in the yeah. salt water. So maybe we're wrong, but maybe we've sorted oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Turns out maybe her caregivers know more than us about whales. <laughs> but it's interesting that she gets ointment. It- <laughs> ointment. No, 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 Ruby. You get rid of that. Um, <laughs> that's a really good news story. Thank you, Squish, and thank mm. you, Ruby. It's really, yeah, like, a really funny thing for Ruby to have sent in, but it's so yeah. squish code. Well, I don't hear anything from Ruby for weeks, <laughs> and then... <laughs> hey, this seems like a squish story. <laughs> Yeah. So cute. Ruby, more of that, actually, because we always... I know this is terrible. We always struggle to find good news stories. Squish, you have got bikes to go and watch. Yeah, I know. We've actually fucking taken way longer than I thought. I know. It's 42 minutes on my record, and that's 42 minutes I could have been watching bikes. But even better, we have been... We've got to go to work soon. Educating the people. Kids can. We have to say a huge thank you to you, because you made this Mm -hmm. episode possible, and you're also helping just a shit ton of kids be able to be warm be fed be happy learn better we love working with you and so thank you so much for making this episode possible squish i will see you next week in real life mm-hmm. sounds good can't wait can't wait go watch some bikes go and enjoy your bikes cool thank you bye 